Okay, everyone, it's time to hurry up and wait in the regroup, your podcast in between the stages. Welcome to the regroup with Zane and JT. I'm JT. I'm Zane. How you going? I'm not too Good. bad, mate. Good. It's been a while. Been a while. Um, so, well, person we've got this week, very exciting guest. <laughs> he um, wanted to. He wanted to get in there. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's, everyone's favorite car. We know. Um, from the ARC, we got Aiden Peterson from down in uh, in Tassie. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, good. How about yourself? Good. It's been a it's been a busy couple of months. Um, probably should have recorded this uh, <laughs> a couple of months ago. We got we got mm. Monte Carlo in a few days. I've, this is really uh, doing your homework the night it's due, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the, the postseason rally blues were pretty hard. Yeah, and then we um. had uh, <laughs> sickness and Christmas and anyway, mm. so we're here. Eventually, yes. All right. So, how was your how was your Christmas, Aiden? That was good. Yeah. Good. Snow down in Tassie? Oh, honey, a little bit every now and again. It was pretty good. <laughs> Christmas day, nice snow. So, yeah. yeah. It's all right. All right. So, well, I guess we should talk about coughs. I know we have to take our minds back a couple of months, but um, yeah, it's fair well, Things are lost on the But um, yeah. I guess it was quite a dramatic event. Lots of new champions were uh, crowned. We had the junior and the the two-wheel drive and obviously the outright round there. And um, and I think uh, Guy was pretty wrapped with his result. Yeah, congratulations, Guy. It's um, good to see a more basic car up top end of the field there. <laughs> what do you mean? Basic car, yeah, basic what, driver. What do I mean? I mean rocket ship, <laughs> I should start. No, nah, thanks, mate. Um, it was a big year. It was a big effort, I suppose. Um, never really st- – I, mean, I didn't start the year with the plan on uh, on even competing in in another round, but Canberra, I suppose, and yeah, went from there and went and did Victoria and um, SA, obviously, and then around to Coffs. Basically, just um, followed a bloke breaking drive shafts around the country. <laughs> I think I think Zane's effort was a little bit more impressive, though. That he's actually managed to be present at all ARC events last year. Yeah, it was actually um, a first for me. I, I've, I've been to like well, coughs a few times and I think maybe another round. But yeah, last year I went to every ARC round. And the one the one I didn't make it to was actually Queensland. Um, and we all know what happened there. So, um, yeah. Did yeah, I, that was an interesting that one. Yeah. Well, we won't dwell on that. We've got more drama <laughs> to talk about, Aiden. And another, uh, yeah. Um, long way to go to change a gearbox. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about a long way to go to, um, to do... Oh, how many kilometres did you get done at Coffs Harbour? Uh, more than Queensland. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. So tell us about your event. Obviously, um, you know, taking our minds back to Canberra when we rolled into the service park for the first time, I fell in love with your car um, and instantly wanted it to beat Guy. Um, but you didn't have the year you wanted. Um, you had a few few shining moments in uh, like WA and I think you got some great stage times in, in Adelaide in a different car. Um, but yeah, tell us about Coffs. Yeah, so cost is a funny one. We just we did a repeat of what we did in Canberra and just snapped drive shafts in the first stage. And um yeah, it was sort of um, unfortunately the rules in Canberra it was it we were out because we had no spares. We'd only finished the car the week before, but we had four spares that we could have used and yeah, we just because it was an APRC, we couldn't rejoin until the next day. So yeah, we so broke it's... another one straight away. Bit of a funny rule there. Um, so if people don't know that it was an Asia Pacific um, final um, and the way the FIA uh, rules work is that 
if you got like a WRC, for example, then the, the, re the event runs under the WRC regulations and then it trickles down. So if it's an APRC event, everyone runs through those rules. If it's an ARC event, everyone runs through those rules. If it's like a um, state event, for example. But um, yeah, so the, the APRC regs say that you can't rejoin a rally until the next day, um, which means that if you have a problem on a first stage like yourself, Aiden, then you're kind of just sitting in service park doing nothing. Yeah, well, that's it. We actually got it going out in the bush because, to be honest, we didn't realise at the time. We hadn't read the, the bulletin that that was covered in and, um, yeah, showed up the next regroup and tried to rejoin and got told to go away. So, mm. yeah, and, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't handled all that well at the time. Um, there was quite a few other people in a similar position. So, yeah, it is what it is at the end of the day and we rejoined the next day along with everyone else that was out after the first day. Yeah, well, that was that was actually uh, us guy, wasn't it? Mm. A very dramatic. Yeah, end. and I think we need to rewind a little bit to the Adelaide Hills Rally, where the APRC uh, regulations um, sort of put a bit of a mix in the in what was going on there as well. It was something about uh, ten minutes per stage missed, where the ARC regs is three. Yeah, so we had the super special stage <clears> out at um, <throat> the bend where people were going the wrong way, and then the APRC regs called for a ten minute penalty. Um, which was not enforced, luckily, but... Yeah. So if we're going to say what we really think, the, the whole APRC thing was a bloody waste of time, wasn't it? Especially after re I rejoined like four times and on the one day in Adelaide, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Watch every regroup showed up again, so... That's a real Peterson <laughs> Motorsport moment, isn't it? It sure was. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and going back to the fact of why the APRC... Or you know what was the point of it? I suppose, and obviously we had um, Hayden come over for the for the final in Coffs Harbour, and that was cool. Just to obviously have him there; it's a very impressive driver and car. And uh, regardless if it was an APRC or an ARC, but you know, I think we we're expecting a lot more um, a lot more New Zealanders to come over for the final. Um, run run a little bit differently to normal years. Obviously, Asia Pacific years gone by has been a whole championship across the Asia Pacific um, Japan and. Asia and New Zealand, Australia, but um, you know, being in 2022 after COVID and did the GFC, um, they've had to consolidate a lot and uh, basically do a do a, a final in, in, in a country. I think they're going to India next year, I believe. India or Malaysia or something like that. Well, this is the thing. Interesting place, like, that one. <laughs> well, we've got yeah. lots of stories from there, but it, it's it, there's nothing True. particularly wrong with the format for mm. the APRC. I don't think anyone's really concerned that it's only a one one round series, but the problem is, do we even know? Do you know who won it in twenty twenty one? Do you know where it was? Like, does anyone care? Um, and I, I, I hate to say that for a championship that used to be so um, prestigious. It was probably the biggest championship outside of the WRC for a few years. Um, but I mean, we're sacrificing. Well, we did sacrifice the integrity of the Australian championship for one bloke from New Zealand um, in Coffs Harbour. Um, he's a lovely bloke and he's, he drives pretty quickly, but. You know, is it worth the uh, the forty other competitors that, that had to um, run under those rules? And, that, yeah, and I, think, uh, I think, sorry, Adam. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah, it's just I, mean, I understand it from a parity perspective with cross-entered competitors, so that they're all running under the same regs and they're all doing the same case if it comes to rejoining. But when it affects people in thirty-year-old diehards, that. <laughs> Wouldn't be in thirty-year-old diehards if they wanted to be running under the APRC rules. Then, yeah, and like a lot of the other guys, like a lot of guys that have come down from Queensland because they've had no rallying all year, 
and then they have a problem in the first couple of stages and they've got no rallying left, even though the car's sitting there ready to go again. Yeah, I was, I was speaking to, um, to Henry, um, uh, Cameron Henry, uh, in, in, in the Subaru, the ex um, Les Walton one, and he snapped the gear lever off in, I think, the first or second stage. And he was ropeable because it was the only rally he could get to all year, just about. Yeah, he was um, He was pretty vocal about that too at the time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> for right, yeah, for the right reasons, why. yeah. And I guess that's probably the most disappointing thing for me is when, you know, obviously we, we had a bit of an incident and we probably wouldn't have rejoined anyway, so we had to fix the car in service park. But when you're sitting in service park and you're seeing, what, 10 perfectly good rally cars just sitting there? Like it wasn't a couple of people. Yeah. It was, you know, we're talking about New, New South Wales Championship people as well um, because people were cross-ended in ARC and New South Wales Championship. So then the rules followed down to them. Um, so it, it was a bit of a, a yeah cluster, but anyway. Yeah, and especially for all those people, like me in particular, um, I was I was at a championship at that stage after what happened in Adelaide. Um, we didn't have a shot at either junior or two-wheel drive by then, so we will just going to the event to – well, it's the event I want to do the most all year. Um, really keen on those roads, just wanted to experience the place and run alongside, yeah, top guys and see what we could do and really have a good crack at it. And things like getting the super special um, and trying to get into the broadcast, that would have been really good. But, yeah, we just so we, we actually drove the car out super special and spectated, which just seemed ridiculous. But, yeah. And it sort of put a bit of a blight on the whole year, which, um, I think our ARC as a whole has got to a really good place, which, you know, obviously um, Adrian's trying to uphold the, the marketing value and the commercial side of it, but it's, it's so much um, better for the competitor these days in terms of the average blokes that just want to go rallying. Um, I think that, that caters a lot for that, that are these days. And, you know, it's just a shame that the final two rounds are, you know, external influences affecting it. I guess that's, I don't want to dwell on the negatives of the sport because that's not what this podcast should be about. But I guess the biggest thing is that the, the ARC is in such a good place at the moment that in Coffs Harbour, I felt like the ARC was far more important than the APRC. Um, and yet oh, the other one was yeah, dictating. Yeah, say that any day. Like it was, to be honest, the, the whole formula throughout the year has just been fantastic. You wouldn't have people like me and Ryan and Molly, for example, as well, out there having a crack at it without these cups and um, yeah, introductory classes that uh, have come to exist. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, we had a, a couple other champions crowned in the uh, course. We had um, we had Molly Spalding crowned as the uh, junior champion. Um, don't, don't forget Douglas. Doug, oh, Douglas. Doug. He's a junior co-driver, isn't he? Um, yeah. Not a day <laughs> over twenty. Um, and uh, that was that was controversial as well. But not not as controversial. But we had a the results were a bit delayed, so we just had a few problems there. But the podium was. Um, was was wrong and then the results were updated and then yeah, the champions were crowned which was a little bit awkward but they got there in the end i think um molly's efforts particularly at coughs just yeah they've been yeah it hasn't been sort of covered as much as i reckon it should because it was just yeah an awesome drive and so the times coming through in the last few stages was seriously impressive and yeah surprised not more people are talking about that to be honest yeah, it was pretty pretty impressive last stage as well. She had a real crack in there, and uh, yeah, just ninth yeah. outright or something. Yeah, yeah, had a real yeah. push. Really, yeah, good. and I mean the context behind that was that um, she had to she had to win. It didn't matter whether um, it was uh, James Dimmick. So he could have not showed up if she still didn't win. She wouldn't have she wouldn't have won the championship. She had to win no matter who showed up. So it was 
impressive in itself. I was staring them up at the, before the event, saying, "Oh, so who's going to put the most cartons on on me finishing in front of Molly?" Then <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they both just went, "Oh, well, you're not going to finish anyway, so it doesn't matter." <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. Anyway, we um. A few other champions crowned, and we had a very special champion crowned in Coffs Harbour, and that was, um, well, soon to be, one day friend of the show, Lewis Bates. Congratulations, Lewis, if he's listening. I hope he is. I hope he is. He did an incredible job all year, um, and uh, obviously we can't talk about the championship without talking about Harry. Um, Harry had, I guess, a little bit of bad luck, um, but that's rallying and uh, Lewis made the most of every opportunity he had this year and he finished in the positions he needed to. And um, his, uh, his, his pace this year was actually very, very impressive. Um, he won Adelaide um, on pace. Um, well, he would have won Adelaide on pace if Harry had, fi- had finished everything. Um, and his stage times and coughs were pretty impressive as well. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Especially his, um, the, the times around the, the bend itself, I think, he was leading by about 10 seconds after the, the first night, after the first four stages of the Adelaide Hills Rally. Mm. Very impressive. To be honest, I didn't follow the results that much. I was too busy trying to glue cylinder heads back on Nissan's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I think we talked about it before, and I, I had a um, few overheating issues the first few runs at, at the bend um, around the track there, and I, I think I took one spotlight out, and she was right. Um, and then I go over to go over to U8 and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you, you have any overheating problems too, are you, mate? And then you said something along the lines of, yeah, did your um, did your oil filler cap just blow up, you know, <laughs> to get that hot? <laughs> Which I think yeah. might have been a separate issue, but it's still got bloody hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother, nother kettle of fish, that one. Yeah, I, uh, I was in the same boat as you guys. I had a few overheating issues as well because I guess – something we we didn't really expect but we probably should have if we thought about it was that on a on a racetrack you're going full throttle for far more time than you are in a rally car um so i uh i had the same problem with my light bar was causing overheating problems but then you get out and you're frustrated and you're kicking the tires and you look over at peterson motorsport and they're missing their oil cap <laughs> and they're missing their radiator cap and you're like oh it's not too bad then missing all of the water yeah <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, but uh, yeah, I, I think we've talked about this previously, but it was a while ago, but your, your times in Adelaide were really good as well. So hmm. there's, there's always been those little moments last year um, and it's just never come together for a full event. Um, I know at WA you had a, a good heat, um, but yeah, so what's what's the plan? What, are you still going to rally the, uh, the Dahatsu next year? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, I'm working on it at the moment, just not aiming to get any more power or stopping or Turning over, I just want to try and make it finish events now. Um, get it to round one, of course, home home round. Um, really looking forward to that. That'll be very interesting, um, given what our pace was like here last year, even with it playing up. So, yeah, and try and get it to finish some events. We've got some dry trucks in it. Well, not quite in it yet, but they're going in it. They're about three times the size of what was in it. So hopefully that's the last weak link in the system. Awesome. So what did you go, custom drive shafts? No, they're actually Celica JD4 drive shafts. Oh, right. That should be good enough. Yeah, yeah I was so, going to say, yeah. what's the next thing Next thing that's going to break, but hopefully she's bulletproof. Well, hopefully it's just sort of started at the motor and worked its way down and, yeah, <laughs> killed Clutch um, at a state round last year. That was that was why I had the Sunny in Adelaide because just couldn't get Clutch bits in time for it. So I've sorted that all out now and, yeah. I'm just scared about the gearbox. 
Yeah. So, so looking forward to Tassie. Is it the same round as last year? Same area. Um, I believe roads are going to be a little bit different. Uh, not a huge difference, just different configurations. Maybe use a couple of different bits of forest, but same sort of area, similar, fast, nice roads. Um, yeah, should be good. And, yeah, round one of the championship, which is pretty yeah. exciting. That would be good. And um, yeah, good to see some of the local boys will probably step up and have a real go at it too. And to be honest, those roads in the dry, they're not going to see as much of a speed difference between yeah, AP4s, R5s and your top PRC cars with heaps of grunt because it is quick. It's like Adelaide. It's quick. Uh, before we jump on to 2023, we have to congr- also congratulate um, yeah, the young gun, uh, Taylor Gill, who's on some bigger and better things next year, but just a stellar year from him, really. Um, I think, you know, going into the production cup this year, there were a lot of contenders. Um, Max McRae and uh, the two Irish blokes <laughs> from, from Sydney, um, in the Evos, they were going real hard each all, all through the year. But, um, yeah, I think, and Taylor really had some bad luck at the start of the year, and especially in Canberra. Well, no, he hit a tree. You hit a tree, you still <laughs> won. That's not bad luck, mate. That's because hitting a tree. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, yeah, what, what happened in, in, yeah, in Tassie? It was a, it was a late check-in or something. Uh, he broke a draw shaft. Yeah, and he also had um, an early check-in, a minute he was, early. He must have borrowed one of Zane's draw shafts. And, yeah, know, yeah. What... I, I loaned him one. Yeah. It. Yeah, like that, mate. No, uh, Taylor is the real deal. Um, I, I was lucky enough to go over to India mm. with him, with uh, with actually Aiden. Uh, we we went over there and um, watching him there it was there was lots of fast drivers there, um, especially from from Australia. Like all the people from Australia were quick enough to make it, but he's he's the full package and um, he's the he's the marketing side of it. He's the uh, professional rally driver, and yeah, I hope he uh, wish him all the best in Europe, but um, but also in in Adelaide, like. It's it's one thing to look at some timesheets and think, oh yeah, he's pretty quick. Um, but when you drive a stage, and then look at the time that he beat you by, you're like, oh yeah, okay, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And just that going back to that performance in India, like that was just clinical. It was just never seen someone in that kind of environment where there's so many, like it's so tight, there's so many variables, the things so different to drive that someone's just gone and nailed like every single corner each time. Like that was just very impressive. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also had uh, Nathan Quinn at the uh, Coffs Coast Rally. Hometown hero. Did, did very well to win the ARC. Um, sadly, he didn't win the APRC, um, mostly because he wasn't eligible for it. Um, <laughs> but also he didn't, he didn't win on times. So He didn't, he didn't have a bag. No. He, thinks he's got a, he thinks he's got a pretty good big bag, but he didn't have the he didn't have the right time. Let's just go back to um, the FIA for a second. Um, so the FIA, any FIA event, you're required to run a bag tank, which is just a normal fuel tank with a rubber liner inside of it, so that yeah, it's more safe, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I know they worked pretty hard um, in Australia to to allow cars to run without them in Coffs Harbour, um, but that didn't come through, so people without them couldn't run in the APRC. But look. Nathan was far safer not being in the APRC because, um, you know, he was not like he was on the same roads in the same car doing the same speed as he would have been <laughs> had he been in the APRC. So the world is safer now. Thank you. <laughs> I think um, just, just yeah, highlighting the, the front of the field there, Zane, like you mentioned at Cox, 
uh, we we were sort of wondering how the the who's look. I don't think we really doubted uh, Harry's speed with the Yaris um, up against Hayden. I think you know you know round about even there, but we were doubting the 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 Hoosiers versus the Pirellis, I suppose, and you know um, Hayden's truckload of Pirellis. Um, just a, just a quick side note there. Um, there was a magna boot full of Pirellis that came from Adelaide uh, that may or may not have ended up on a pretty fast high on day. Just put it out there. And there's Pirellis coming from buddy, every every rabbit hole <laughs> in the country by the sound of it. <laughs> Whether or not he used them or not. Um, no, so yeah, I put Pirellis in my boot and drove 2,000 Ks. Pirellis are bloody heavy. I was very impressed. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, on, yeah. that, prob- that prob- probably cost me two litres of 100 across the... So they're in the back of the Magna. Is that what Strutsbro? <laughs> <laughs> you sending Hayden the bill for that one now? Did, 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 did anybody take him out before we went out for the first loop? Oh, shit. I knew we forgot something. <laughs> it's hard to notice when you've got an extra 500 kilos in a three-ton car. It really is. And, and, and look, I looked at um, <laughs> divulging further into that. I watched uh, Taylor Gill's uh, footage over the infamous jump. Um, hopefully most people who listen to this know what we're talking about. Uh, the old endo, Luke, and you know, it was all I'm bad. Sure everyone's seen the clip by now. Yeah. Did the so, rounds that one? You know, I, I I watched it. Obviously, I destroyed Marie's suspension. The stump guard ripped off, and it was all kinds of bad. And um, when we went over it, um, because of a late call, clearly. Um, but uh, no, we I watched Taylor Gill's footage over there, and I swear he took it about the same speed as I did. Um, it was fine. Yeah, it's because in GD, it just sort of flexes its way over it. It doesn't, it doesn't bounce like a magnet. The Very Subaru stiff. badge on the front, that's what did it. Very stiff chassis in the you're really, You're really just comparing like cruise ships with oil tankers here, aren't you? Well, let's not, let's not throw shade at Subarus now. <laughs> you can be as mean as you want the Mitsubishis, but... Uh, yeah, it was I a funny one. I know what it's like. And a Subaru, so... It, it was a funny, it was a funny um, little jump. I... We went, we hit it in recce, and um, it was it was like a bit of a, a bit, bit of a bump. But um, you didn't really think twice about it, and me sitting there writing notes didn't really think twice about it. And then we get. I there. think we I think we missed the double caution board. I think that was out yeah. of recce as well, um, so that might not have helped. But uh, I mean, the, the shitty thing was it was a mad made one. Um, that was that used to be the the water splash and then the turn right at the wedding bells spectator point for WRC. And, you know, I thought it was a great idea to fill that in and put a culvert underneath. And obviously after a few, I mean, after a few cars, it started eating out, I, I guess. You know, if a long travel R5 car endos, there's an issue. Separate did, issue. Did we, 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 testing? No. No, no, because we went over that the other way in testing and turned right up the hill. And... um the last run I did up there, well, it was a lot more savage than the first few. So it's like it from everyone breaking over it made it worse. Oh, so, you bloody ruined it for us. Yeah, it was this. It's that big charade just digging in over the top of it, all that 900 kilos. All the wheel spin on the way down. Yeah. That's, where that's, you that's drive what gets the <laughs> <laughs> On testing, I can't believe the amount of, you know, pre-event tests that you've done. All good, ready to start the event. Yeah, into the first wrong on the first stage. stage. Oh. <laughs> um, Always the case. I drive it. I'll go drive down the highway for do five hours of tuning on the thing, and it'll be fine. And then you get to the first <laughs> stage, and the front falls off. 
Um, Let's go back to the tyres because I yeah, we, to let's get to tires. that point. You, you do. Uh, so well, you're like, saying that the the Pirellis were weren't as much better than the Hoosiers as we were expecting, mm. which I, I I yeah I think I agree with that. Um, or Harry and Lewis and Nathan just drove incredibly quickly to keep up with Hayden in the Pirellis. Um, it's, all, it's all Harry. But another thing I'd like to talk about is um, is uh, Tony Sullins in the um, the MRF Subaru. In that car with MRF tyres on it in Coffs Harbour, he was setting top three ARC stage times against people with $400 tyres. Um, he did look very fast past us each time we were stopped at the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope so. Yeah, very impressive. Not we don't, we're not getting paid by MRF at all to say that, but um, oh, yeah, no. Are you saying MRFs are good? Well, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? And I, obviously, Tony's a great driver, um, but for him to be on pace, and regardless of um, you know whether he's a better driver or they're a better driver, or whatever, the fact that you're in the same minute in a in a, on a tire that's what a hundred dollars less, hundred and fifty dollars less, um, certainly. Uh, something to take note of at the end of the day it's value isn't it like that's the main thing thanks for that and as a control tire with the hoosier um you know we're all running the same tire so does it really matter if it's as good as a pirelli or um you know all you want is it to be black ground and for it to last a few stages and i think there's certainly other cheaper alternatives to the hoosier but anyway we won't get too far into that we should probably touch on a favorite australian irishman uh richie dowden Pretty good rally, yeah. third, third outright in ARC, and I think he ended up third in the championship as well. So pretty good year, all, all things considering, I suppose. He, he had a bit of an up, up and down year and didn't finish a few events and did a either off the road or mechanical. Um, just uh, just eclipsed a, a, a brilliant season by Troy Dow, um, finishing fourth in the championship. Um, and obviously we saw, well, we saw the post-event interviews from Richie saying, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm keen. I'm learning the car now. Now this is going to go places. And then, what was the next day or a week a week later that he announced his a Facebook uh, rally retirement? Yeah, it's certainly interesting, especially because he's made such progress this year. Um, yeah, he's he's his stage times have been re- really good, um, and he's had a few rallies come together as well, which is which is awesome. But yeah, so he announced his retirement, and then a couple of weeks later, there was another Facebook post. So he's, he's, he's apparently he's going to New Zealand in an R five car to do Otago. Um, so it's a good retirement that's been. Um, it's just a holiday, he's, though. That's he's had summer off. He's going to do more rallies than I'm going to do this year. That's, yeah. that's, that's he's good re- he retired for like a month, so you know yep. it's something. <laughs> it's just the uh, the post rally blues, just for a bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm packing it up. I'm too, it's too expensive, too hard. I'm not doing this <laughs> yeah. ever again. A week later, you're back in the shed working on the car. Then, uh, plenty of that going on around here after our fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have we got any um, – is Troy racing a Hyundai again or is he going to the um, Mirage? I've lost track. I've been told about eight different things. <laughs> this stage, you could be showing up in Body Larder for all I know. <laughs> Yeah, well, Justin's had a few cars advertised. He's had a Fiesta advertised, that Mirage that was in Adelaide as well. He's had cars that I didn't even know were in the country advertised, so. <laughs> Probably now not. they're in P- Peterson Motorsport Shed, ready to go for next oh, year. Geez, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know if that'd fit in very well there. <laughs> Too many blown engines and 
bits of Subarus and all sorts of stuff hanging around in there at the moment. It's a bit scary. Well, there is a few new cars in the country, guys. Um, we yeah, what, one one that you know it was a bit of a premiere in the show, really. You know, we stole the stole the limelight there, and um, not not uh, not intentional whatsoever, I don't think. But um, yeah, the young bloke from Yas. Yeah, the Luff brothers coming out in the new AP4 um, Yaris. Pretty exciting. Oh, oh very official announcement. What's that? Sorry. Very keen to see those guys in proper power next year. I think that's going to turn a few heads. Yeah, I, I I love how they go rallying. It's just no drama, no politics. Show up, drive your car, um, and I think that's that's great for the sport, great for the championship. Um, yeah, and, and pretty much the same spec as the Bates cars we heard, but just a local engine. Yeah, so they're not getting um you know European turbos that cost tens of thousands of dollars and stuff like that. But yeah, it should be pretty cool. Um, five horsepower down and just as good. Yeah, that's right. And a few new Hyundai's as well. We've got news of Apparently. that recently. Apparently. Who, who's driving them, Zane? Um, look, I don't work for Rally Fort Mag, so I, I don't have details on hand. <laughs> but um, I, I believe it's the Rulos, Peter and the other guy. Alex. Alex, that's the one. one. Um, and uh, Gonzalez. Um, he, wasn't, he wasn't happy with two R5 cars. He decided to get for the third one. So that should be good. I don't know who's running them over in, in WA. Is it active? Oh, not active, sorry. Is it Race Talk? Yeah. It, well, Race Talk was running their cars previously, so. Yeah. Imagine so. That's oh, exciting, you know. National spec cars to the championship. And, and people keen to do the championship too is exciting. Like, I think um, Gonzalez was a, a bit of fresh blood um, to the ARC last year and, and just showed a lot of energy, I think. It was really, really cool to see someone really just super passionate about this amazing sport he's just discovered and to spend you know, hundreds of thousand dollars on it on his first few rallies. Um, how cool is that? That's, that's, that's great. I wish there was more um, Daniel Gonzalez's out there. Got quite a funny story about the first time I really properly met him too was that, um, during recce in Rally Queensland and um, as the waters were rising everywhere and um, he was in a little MG3 as a recce car. <laughs> we came across him at the first sort of big creek crossing. I was in um, Forrester, which was more than capable of getting across how deep it was, and he was turning around at the start of it and just sort of pulled up and went, oh, no, just follow us through, just get nice and close behind and push a bow away for you. <laughs> <laughs> the little MG made it all the way through and got through all the other crossings, and, yeah, I'm pretty sold on them as a recce car now. I've seen, seen some stuff achieved by that. I bet Hertz loved that. I reckon mm-hmm. it's um, had the thing jacked up with all the wheels off it, pressure washing it after afterwards. <laughs> but but purpose built rally cars are too soft. Yeah, definitely. Mine would have broken going through that. <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't have made it to the creek, mate. Oh, good point. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. you can you can sign off now if you want, Aiden. Yeah, that's right, so <laughs> <laughs> guys um, upsetting people around. Yeah. You gotta laugh about those things. Why you cry, right? Yeah, yeah for, the, for the for like the first five times. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I always love that. I, I've never been surrounded by luck. I mean, I'm probably because I drive a Subaru doesn't help. But um, you know, people always say, "Oh, you know, next time it's just bad luck, whatever." But it, there does come a point, like ten rallies in, and you haven't finished one of them, and you're like. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but um, you know, you got to stick it out, keep showing up, and eventually it works, right? 
Well, if you give up, you never know. So that's right. <laughs> Fair enough. Dan- Daniel uh, Gonzalez has a great passion for the sport, but I think you trump him there, Aiden, um, for, for dedication. <laughs> it's pro- I don't know if it's. I, I think they call it addiction. Yeah. <laughs> or insanity. Well, thing- Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Does doesn't matter where you finish or even if you're racing, you can still go to the after party, which is the most important thing. That's very true. Hundred percent. Yeah, if you win that, then you are winning. So I normally DNFs the after party, but yeah, no, I said didn't say much after coughs. Yeah. Next time, next year. <laughs> yeah, no, no racing, just 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 Sunday nights. Just after parties. Well, service crew, there you go. We yeah. we'll come replace your drive shafts if you want. Yeah. Yeah, Bring like no 20. We'll need one for every stage. Yeah. 28. I can, I can sit in your boot. Yeah. Yeah. Up. Hey. You can probably smoke real more. Break <laughs> <laughs> <take> more then. <laughs> Happy days. Now, less less stress in the shafts. Uh, we should quickly just uh, mention just just the wrap up of the all the other um, outright champions. So obviously we had Anthony McLaughlin as Australian Rally Championship for the, champion for the first time. Um, been a part of the championship forever. Um, navigated for a whole host of um, brilliant drivers over the years and, and finally got one, so congrats to him. Um, unfortunately, um, the tour drive uh, didn't, didn't include another South Australian as the as the navigator champion or the co-driver champion because some bloke decided he wanted to drive for an event. Yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, I'm going to a fancy dinner in a couple of weeks and you're not, so... Um, yeah, but you do have to go to Melbourne. So who's really? Uh, yeah, fair point. Um, no, that, so so Phil Bonza, um, uh, Dean Ridge's uh, navigator, um, and yeah, I, I'd great. We had great battles with Dean all year, saying, um, you know, and good camaraderie too. He was, he was a great sportsman and Kitchen um, DS three. But I was talking to Phil at, at um at Coffs, and you know, he was saying, oh, I don't really. Uh, win the championship or not doesn't really bother me. And I think he said to you later, Zane, that he um, he's like, oh, it's my forty fifth year in the sport. Uh, it'd be kind of nice. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> to, to win a national championship. Yeah. So congrats, congrats, Phil, and you know, bloody great achievement, mate. Yeah, definitely deserved it. Um, they had a great, they had a great year. I know you you beat Dean, and and that's good for you. But uh, not taking nothing away from their efforts as well. I think they had a great year. Uh, too so yeah congratulations did, did, did he win the co-driver championship in the, in the, in the pub <laughs> didn't say um <laughs> similar for the um white wolf um instructions production cup uh we saw taylor gill uh win win the drivers but he actually didn't have the same navigator all year either um so larissa bigger um usually navigates in a much superior car um most cars uh, tiny the magna in queensland Made a bit of a showing at Alpine. We should probably mention that. Probably have a bit of a chat about Alpine. Um, but I think she navigated mostly for uh, Ronnie Busted and a little and one round for um, Daniel Gonzalez, which wouldn't have counted for the production cup. Then I think of it. No, no. And she actually, um, she said she'd pay me to beat Taylor in Adelaide, um, but I haven't got any money off her yet. So <laughs> I'll follow that up in the new year. You haven't got a lot of money, Zane. Or- no, I'm missing some production cup winnings from a few other people, actually, as well. But let, let's not talk about that. Uh, we, won't go there. that. we won't go there. So, um, we won't go there. Yeah, fortunately, Molly kept the same navigator all year. So, so um, I've won that. favourite junior, Douglas. Won. <laughs> um, Dude, I should... put gifts in on Zoom. I just want to say the Doug one. <laughs> <laughs> D- 
Doug did win because he kept that car going all year. Um, That's right. He's rebuilt, in the mechanic, re- so. Yeah, rebuild engines. Um, anyone in there, say, go to Ampol Auto. That is a plug. Um, Doug's a legend, and he does a lot, lot of good for not only Molly, but um, Zane and I as well, and um, a big help there. So good on you, Doug. Um, now, we should probably talk about the uh, the World Rally Championship for a bit, do you think? Hmm. We've got um, yeah. how many days left? We've got one day left, two days left, Monte Carlo. Is there a rally coming up? Yeah, believe it or not. We really yeah, stuck right. in in the last minute to get this podcast out before the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no pressure. <laughs> and we've got 32 hours for Monte Carlo. So, nice. yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. And I was actually chatting to um, Luke Witten, friend of the show, about it a couple of days ago. And it's it really is anyone's rally and season to win. I, I have absolutely no idea who's going to be um, on the top step of Monte Carlo and, yeah, at the end of the year. So it's really exciting. So much more to add to that, to be honest, because, yeah, it's it's anyone's, it's anyone's championship these days. Well, apart from those that aren't in it, but... <laughs> yeah, for about three of them, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we got yeah we got Oit Tanek obviously he's 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 got to be your top tip for a few points but if you look at M Sports results from last year you can't be too confident in that so well I mean power's obviously good and the bloke can drive it so mm. yeah and you got the keep it off the high bars Lappy with a full season as well so yeah that's good cool. to say his his drives last year were awesome mm. yeah definitely Fishing Finland. Yeah, yeah. He's we, such a good driver. Yeah. We do. He rolled it on the second last stage or something. And just yeah, he did, did the power stage with no windscreen and no roof on the car. So, the, um, yeah, front fell off it. Yeah. <laughs> he did a Peterson <laughs> Motorsport. And yeah, like that was a really cool moment, but he did crash. Um, I, I wasn't really impressed by Lappy last year. I'm just going to. Really? In. Yeah. I cool. mean, yeah. Like, you can have crashes and then you can have crashes that are cool and that was <laughs> Yeah, fair point. But he but he showed a lot of promise with that one off drive back in twenty twenty one um at Finland and did he finish third or fourth? Um and it was all oh, yeah, happy lappy's back, you know, he's gonna get a part time drive in twenty two and I don't know. I was just left a little bit hollow, I, I suppose, and now he's now he's jumped ship again and I think he's driven every every brand under the sun. Maybe. There is at that level though, like it's that cutthroat. That yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you, you take what you can get for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. And I, I can... say though, the WRC two lineup for this year—that's impressive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that's going to be almost better watching in terms of competition than outright, just quietly. Well, there's a lot more parity in WRC too, so you know that the driver's doing most of the work there at least. Uh, we've got a good field there. We've obviously... Co-drive's um, doing a work too. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> most of the work. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Adrian Formo dropping down and Solberg and yeah, and a couple of quick guys uh, for sure in Monty. Still haven't seen any announcement from uh, Mickelson. There was rumours of him going to M-Sport, but clearly that hasn't happened. So I think M-Sport spent every single one of their dollars on Oit Tanek. Rightly so. Yeah, about time. Spend every one of all their customers' dollars on Oit Tanek, probably. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, talking about M Sport customers, there's a bit of sad news for Malcolm come Sweden time because uh, Zane's favourite rally driver and uh, Lorenzo Batelli has actually jumped ship. He's um, being the first person to rent a uh, GR Yaris rally one. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Wonder how how much the daily hire on one of those sets you back. Oh, it's the deposit that's the killer. Yeah, maybe the excess too. If you yeah. get it wrong, why don't you find out, Aiden, in um in New Zealand? We'll crowdfund you. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Sounds good. Get a GoFundMe going. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I can't imagine he's have ever had a bad experience with M Sport. So I don't know why he would have would got a better offer or something. But yeah, I don't know. He's certainly not pushing the limits of the car. So I don't think he's really worrying about the performance side of it. Maybe Toyota approached him. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they... Uh, maybe they need money. Better deal or... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Malcolm was mean to him once. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talking about uh, Monte Carlo itself, um, I saw a, a Facebook post from, from Robin Pera with some pretty uh, white photos, a lot of snow falling. Is what we want. Some dry photos as well, but um, hopefully we get a bit of mixed conditions. Um, yeah, it'll make the make the rally really interesting and tire changes, obviously, and all that sort of stuff. Um, people chucking it off the road is always interesting to see. I suppose as much as we don't wish ill upon anybody. Yeah, it's always it looks a great like rally. Genuinely, one of the most tricky rallies out there. Like, I don't know how enjoyable it would be to drive, but. I reckon it's it's pretty high on my bucket list. Really? Yeah, it'd be a cool one to do, but to do it like the top, top level, like that'd be hard work. Yeah, having so reliant on astros. Yeah. The gravel crow. Yeah. yeah. And you, there's no there's no option these days to kind of oh, I'll just drive a bit safer. You, you know, you're a hundred percent from the start to the finish. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah, you get the wrong tires and that's it. Mm. So talking about drivers that can go 100% from start to finish, um, what's our predictions? I reckon Cal is just going to walk away with it again. He's just been having a loose off-season. If you follow him on Instagram, it's great. (laughs) Not sure about the haircut. um, Yeah, exactly. You're just going relaxed as. I'm I'm pretty sure about the haircut. I think the haircut's pretty shit, but. (laughs) So so sorry, Aiden. Cal is a tip for Monty. Who are you saying yeah. the championship? What's your, oh, who's your top three for Monty? Top three. Oh, we got probably like to be honest, boy, it's probably going to be up there if he keeps it on the road. I reckon he's probably the number one. Sort of thing that like got to look at last year. The M Sport cars came out absolutely flat out at Monty, and yeah, just went hammer and tong at it. But don't know about second, third. Could be anyone. I, I honestly think this might be Elfin's year. Um, and I don't know why I think that, but he, he had a great 2019 and 2020, 2021. And it was just last year, that, or last year, 2021, he struggled, 2022, whatever. Um, he struggled. So I think, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be out of form for two years in a row. Um, so I think he could be he could be one to watch because he was very close the previous two years um, to being a world champion. So he's not one to write off. He's always got... Very close. He's one of those guys that's like, yeah, come very close a lot of the times and it just hasn't quite come together. Mm. 
So yeah, you do want to watch, I think. I think Elfin will be quick. Um, obviously, yeah, Oit, it's hard to go past Oit. He's he's the one that probably most people will put their money on this year. Um, and then yeah, Calais, of course. But you know, we've got Ogier there as well and and uh, Thierry, our friend. So yeah, it really is anyone's anyone's rally. I wouldn't be surprised if any of the people we've mentioned wins um yeah. wins the rally. Monty, it takes one mistake from any of them and it's all over. To be honest, it wouldn't even be surprising if a WRC two car was right up there. Yeah, yeah, especially with the with the whole tire compound differences and all that kind of stuff. So, wait and see. It should be very exciting. Well, I think um, Hello Neville OJ. Interesting. You don't like Oit? I don't think Oit's going to risk it on his first event. Um, he doesn't want to have to. Take another crash car back to Malcolm first, <laughs> first event. But but we have obviously look looking at the history of the last couple of years, Oit has had a pretty terrible time. In, um, I should look at the actual results, but I don't think he finished one in the last three years. And obviously, twenty twenty we saw that incredible accident. Um, look, so you know, um, all the predictions are that he will take it easy. I, I'd I'd go with that. Um, but you know, it's Oit. It's rallying. Who knows? That's what's so interesting about it. Well, that's why we're talking about it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're as interesting, but we'll give it a go. Is Craig doing Monty? No, he's not doing Monty. No, he's not, he's not on to Sweden. Ah, oh, bugger. Didn't have enough pay to get him there. Uh, well, oh, Craig. Best event last year, Flaming Monty, wasn't it? Yeah, he was his best event. Yeah. No, little Craig is disappointing you for him, obviously. I hope, I hope yeah, this, uh, he had moments. He had moments, but it just never came together. I, I really hope this this works out for him, his current part time driver thing, because he's got so many fans. I, I, I've never met anyone that didn't like Craig Breen. So, all the best. Should we talk about uh, the possibly the the greatest rally ever run? Um, apparently, <laughs> it was pretty high high regard and um, really good reports from the Alpine Rally um, in December. Well, it must be pretty good. It's still got people arguing about whether Carvies or AFI is better <laughs> on Facebook, so and whether Honda engine Toyotas are really a Toyota or really a Honda, or and are Magnas even real? So <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I uh, that was that was probably the highlight of my year was sitting at home watching the HRA Facebook page. Um, that was yeah a real highlight. Um, seeing the, the the loops people were jumping through to be like, oh, we shouldn't allow these front-wheel drive, you know, supercars. And then it's like, well, you know, what about the Datsuns with the same engines under the bonnet? Like, is that illegal now as well? And it's like, the Magna's just a factory Magna. Like, how are you going to make that illegal? Um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was interesting seeing these boomers try and, try and shuffle the, the, the thought around. So. Well, even a good one popped up today on Facebook where they were going on about how rallying is not what it used to be. All these sequential cheetah gearboxes and and electronic fuel injection, and it's not not as simple as it used to be. And everyone just piped up and gone, mate. A Magna was leading. Like, just calm down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in what universe is a carby less simple than a a fuel injector? Like. Well, most stuff. I can just plug my laptop in and look at exactly what's wrong with my car, which is most of it. But set <laughs> <laughs> it, it twin webers. Who knows? You just you got to listen to it to try and figure out what's wrong. And 
Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. You got to go bring a briefcase or, um, along full of jets. Oh, that was that was that's probably my favourite rallying memory. Uh, sorry, guys, but um, <laughs> we we're in Coffs Harbour in the Datsun, and the engine was exploding, just blowing up. And it was um, definitely the jets issue. It was definitely the jets yes. or the 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 idle screw or some shit. So all these Datsun people would just come out of bushes, like literally <laughs> waiting there for years with their little wooden box of jets, and they can't start come fiddling with it. I'm like, guys, I'm pretty sure the engine's just blown up. And they're like, no, 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 we can fix this. <laughs> it's like, okay. It was just so good. There was like a crowd surrounding your car. I've never experienced that at a rally. <laughs> that is the beauty of rallying that I suppose. Yeah. Good. So some of the guys at, at our pond that do it properly, that go there for the event, not to lead it. I mean, at the end of the day, you just like, there's only a handful that are there to try and win it. But um. It's like there's, there's a couple of guys with a, a Triumph Stag and this service vehicle was a classic two-door Range Rover and we are all just having a little laugh questioning how reliable their whole setup was. <laughs> <laughs> Range Rover. But then, like, we blew up the truck, we blew up the ute, we blew up rally cars, so I guess it goes to show. Japanese <laughs> reliability. Like you see there, it's just fantastic and, like, keeping in the spirit of it. You just don't really get it on that scale at other events and it is brilliant like that because it covers everything. The, um, yeah, when you get stuck in the bush, the, the last, like, 40, 50 cars, I mean, it's no ARC in terms of pace to watch, but they are out there having a great time. And someone like me, I can understand, as much as I laugh at them and think they're idiots, I can understand where people are coming from, um, you know, keeping the integrity of the sport and what they grew up with and all that kind of stuff. But for someone like me, the first time I went to Alpine, I loved all the engine-swapped um, supercars with the with the sequentials. Like that, that got me so excited um, for the sport. So, you know, it's, it, there's two sides to it. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a great event. And I think the, uh, the result this year was, was pretty cool. Um, Just thinking, um, forty years time, everyone's running around in electric rally cars, and some some well, millennial, I suppose, will show up in a in a buddy R five, and we'll all appear out of the bushes with laptops trying to buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys still use internal combustion? What are you, a bunch of losers? Get with the times, Grandpa. So actually, we'll, we'll just come out of the bushes with cans of fuel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, th- I think the um, look, the, the HRA has um, blokes have a good um, theory though, um, because the the number one fan there um, was the bloke who won the event, really, in, in a proper yeah. classic. And yeah, and what a what a couple of weeks for the bloke too. Um, so Quinny, obviously, you know what a rally driver. He, I think I've said before, um, he's my hero. He's won a, the ARC event in Coffs Harbour in a. You know, in a, in a rocket ship Hyundai, and then go on to the um, the greatest classic rally that, that probably the world ever has um, on offer, and his in his old, old RX three, and then dominates. Good to say, and yeah, top bloke. I think I still owe him a battery for his his spare RX two after the um, the after party it cost, but <laughs> won't go any further in anyway. uh, So something something Nathan said in his the post-event interviews was that he feels like he's won, you know, competed in and, and won a real rally. Um, we all know Nathan uh, is a real fan of road book events. Um, and, you know, obviously, they, I don't think they even repeated a stage on the Alpine. and Loves the service park, moving around and chase cars and all that sort of thing. And um, 
I did a bit of research uh, a few weeks ago when I was bored and um, five minutes and uh, I was looking at older alpines on um, rallymaps.com. Um, but rallymaps.com um, has a lot of old events in it. And I was looking at the itineraries from alpine rallies back in the 80s to see, oh, you know, it was about 450Ks this year, wasn't it, Aiden? Is that about right? Look, it all turned into a blur after, a, like, the first stage. Something like that. Yeah. So, so I couldn't really find anything that was longer than than that. I think, like, way, way back in the days when it might have been more of a touring rally. I mean, when was the last time there was a uh, 62 or 59K stage, whatever it was, really? We were originally going to have to put a bigger fuel tank in the sunny to get it, just to get it through that stage. Mm. Uh, haven't had no. that problem on car for however long it's, it's been a rally car for 25 years. Yeah, it's always cool to see something like that on the itinerary. No, I think Nathan's right in it being a, a, proper, a proper rally, a proper event. Um, yeah, we hadn't seen anything like that for probably since the 80s or earlier. That is, yeah, that's the outcome for you, I guess. Yeah, not 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 due to run again for three years, I heard. Mm, my car will be 100% classic by then. It'll <laughs> go join the supercars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll join the HRA if you're a legit classic, won't you? I'll be old enough by then. Yeah, get your Terry Tow hat and get your well, grandkids uh, to log you in on Facebook so you can boom a post. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and caps lock on and away I go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do like finishing our podcast off with uh, having a shot at the HRA, so it might be a good place to end it. <laughs> sure. No, they're good. The, the events they run are fantastic because just on the HRA thing, I actually have been a member for a little while and um, they, they run everything and from our pond down to nav trials with like five people in them, so... It's good to see clubs like that still out there because at the end of the day, we're losing clubs like that down here and I imagine it's the same elsewhere around the country. Yeah, it's just incredibly hard to run motorsport events at the moment. So anyone that does it has my respect forever. So, Absolutely. Have we run out of stuff to talk about? Oh, man, I could get, get started on plenty of others, but we've been here all night. <laughs> plenty more stories from last year, particularly ARC ones. People push, well, Mitch pushing charades and breaking stuff and uh, winding up who knows where. And Yeah. Uh, it was a good year, and I think um, it was good to see so many so many entrants and having a good time at events and bringing a bit of the old uh, ARC, ARC spirit back. Um, is and having yeah. this, having like seven rounds, it was a lot, but like it was cool being able to go to each every state except Northern Territory. So, oh, not a state, yeah. is it? Wow, no, it's a territory, isn't it? We went to Canberra, that's not a state either. We, we're going to Northern Territory this year, I think, aren't we? Hey, for the uh, oh, there's talk about it for that South Australian championship. It might not be happening this year, but definitely talk about it happening. Well, it wouldn't be South Australia. Then, but... Well, I mean, it, we we like um, share a lot of government organisations with them. I think so. Oh, right. Eh? Yeah, we kind of look after them. So I think we're um we're meant to be part of their motorsport area. I don't know what cams would call it, but anyway. Yeah, just the old three thousand k gap between capital cities might be an issue there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's even more of a jump than here anywhere. So well, they can't. They well, they don't come anymore, but they used to come to our um, motorsport awards. So yeah, I think we're. Well, you guys still have motorsport. No, awards. we don't anymore, but they used to. So I think we're part of the Northern Territory. So that'll be cool. But then, we, then we can tick every box. Uh, what's your plans for twenty twenty three, Zane? My plans are to finish a Honda for the 2025 Alpine. I've heard about this Honda. Yeah, it's, I'm building a, a boomer-hated sequential Honda with a Honda engine in it. But at least it's a Honda with a Honda, Honda engine, not a Toyota with a Honda engine. So, But I've got two yeah. years now, three years to build it. It's going to be 200 kilos underweight. H, don't tell, don't don't tell, tell anybody. Anyone. Don't tell anyone. Thank you, Guy. Yeah, you're going to have to like... Do some quick release lead weights in the back of it or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely something like that. Whoops, they they must have fallen off in the first stage. Put like a twenty mil happened. twenty mil steel sump guard on the thing. See if that helps. <laughs> really heavy mud flap. Yeah. Anyway, that's my plan. I'm not rallying, and I've said that before, but I mean it this time. So um, I'm gonna save money and go do some spectating and maybe co-driving and service crewing and all that kind of fun stuff. And, uh, yeah. Well, I might by then have have my next um. That's just a theory at this stage, but vehicle in the works. But yeah, but you got a bomb. Want to elaborate any more on that, or maybe other than it will be two wheel drive? But two wheel drive, right? Is it going to have a di- and, and naturally accelerated, of course. Die hat two badge? Uh, unlikely. Okay. Die hats are all they just fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe the amount of welding you have to do between every event on however many. Like it's got that many extra braces in the thing and you still just got to weld it back together. Yeah. Nothing to do with driving outside the environment though. Oh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Avoid the waves out there. <laughs> uh, too many cardboard derivatives they used back in, back in the noise. Yeah. Oh, well. well, Zane, for 2023 for the show, um, we, we did talk about doing some stuff on events so us uh, uh you know not planning on doing any rally themselves uh, rallying ourselves we might be able to explore that option hopefully we'll, we'll have a have a show after potentially over arc round again uh, we'll see how we do go a, uh, do a live podcast in the service park at each round and just go and find the most broken looking vehicle and just go hey how's your day going and... <laughs> which would probably be amazing. i look but, forward to yeah. catching up with you at every event yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aiden. Thanks very much for coming on the show, mate. Um, Thank you, guys. I look forward to seeing you. I reckon we'll see you in Taz. I heard you coming down. That magnet will make an appearance, won't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I won't even need the need the uh, the ferry. So that's that's no, a bit just, of cost you, saving there. If you you could either, I mean, got an apple if so. <laughs> <laughs> we just go down to Glenelg, push it in. She'll float there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll at start on the way over, get the rowing oars out. Yeah, them together. I mean, Mitch knows how to push a car, so he should be. He he can get behind the um behind the oars. So, Uh, thanks, mate. Uh, We should probably actually stop talking now. We're we've battled along for ages here, not talking about a lot. So, um, thanks for thanks for coming on, Aiden. Thank you. Thanks for being you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, just to reiterate, definitely the favourite car of the year. So thank you for being there. Thank, thank you. That actually means a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And I do mean it. And uh, a guy can back me up. So thank you for going to every event. It's been a pleasure to watch you last year. And yeah, wish you all the best for this year. Thank you.
Thanks for waiting round. It's time to hit the road. If you liked the regroup, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts.